0: Good day everyone, welcome back to the Using you Normal Podcast. I am unable to say he double hockey sticks O, or my dog will freak the freak out, so I'm not going to do that, and we're saying good day now. So today we are talking about two types of acceptance, um, and these stem from um, dialectical behavioral therapy skills, DBT skills. Um, And they are radical acceptance and everyday acceptance. Let's start by understanding what's the difference. Alright, so everyday acceptance is accepting the reality that presents itself right in front of us on a day-to-day. So we use everyday acceptance for those little annoyances we encounter, those frustrations we have, like we drop... A half a gallon of milk in the grocery parking lot say or you get get spilled beer on your butt at a concert not that either of these things have happened to me recently but um, let's just pretend um, and then radical acceptance on the other hand is for the real hard stuff um, it's the stuff that's ongoing like grief or it's the loss of a job it's depression it's a breakup so let's talk about how we can use both types of acceptance as coping mechanisms or perhaps coping umbrellas which i think i just created that term so you heard it here first folks we will start with the heavy stuff uh so when you are in a prolonged state of crisis suffering and you're stuck in complete overwhelm and unable to do things that you would usually do, um, it may be that you need to accept some of the things. So, let me tell you what I mean by that. In crisis mode, you find yourself thinking that nothing is right in your life. Nothing. Nothing ever goes right. This is so like my life. (laughs) Everything sucks. I need to change. Nothing is right, etc. So practicing, radical acceptance, and yes, it is a practice, will help you remove the unrealistic burden of changing your whole life in a day. It also puts your situation in perspective. So, and I hate to say minimize, you know, the situation, but it minimizes the situation. Uh, For example, if you accept that people are messy instead of, everybody sucks, you may find yourself in a different headspace. Um, Maybe you think I biffed that interview instead of I ruin everything. Um, And that goes back to that all or nothing um, black or white thinking. I'm not handling things as well as I have in the past instead of I'm a fuck-up. Something my therapist said is um, we have to remind ourselves we're not fuck-ups. So I appreciated that. Um, and then another example could be someone I love is no longer here with me instead of everyone ends up leaving me. So do you see how we removed the kind of everything and nothing language? That's that all or nothing thinking, the right or the wrong. We're just accepting that people are messy, that we may not have done as well as we wanted to, that someone is no longer here with us. It doesn't mean we're okay with it. So let's let's say you lost your job and you could sit and and think of all the ways you could have done something differently or done more or not done this or that and you could replay you weeks in your mind, you could rehash conversations and behaviors and deadlines and try to pinpoint the moment of your professional downfall. That would not be accepting reality. That would be living in the past. Accepting reality sounds a bit more like, I lost my job. My job is not my whole life. There are plenty of jobs available. I will find another job. That's reality. And why is this acceptance then considered radical? Well, it's radical because using reality is not how our crisis mind wants us to work. So, our crisis mind wants us to spiral out of control and to blow things out of proportion. You know the voice. It's basically saying, like, no, 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 But instead we say the opposite. We say, yes, I lost my job. Yes, this sucks. Yes, I'll find a different job. Um, And as I was saying before, I want to clarify that when I say radically accept, I do not mean that you must convince yourself to approve of the situation. You don't need to be okay with it. Um, It can still suck. You do not need to be excited about losing your job. Um, That's unrealistic as well. Um, And I also don't mean that you're forever committed to radically accepting that thing. So, in the future... In the near future, far future, you may be in a space where you can make a change, you can make that change for yourself, or where you have an entirely new reality um, to accept. It's nothing like the one that you currently have. So let's move into the tools for radical acceptance. All right, so tool number one is boil things down to the essentials. Radical acceptance is what we need in prolonged crisis or suffering. An exercise from my DBT workbook inspired this tool. The workbook lists the following questions. Number one, describe a situation that causes suffering. In other words, what are my main stressors or what seems to be making me feel so overwhelmed? number 2 describe what you can realistically change through problem solving and or shifting your thoughts number 3 describe what you may need to radically accept did i say number 4 cuz i'm at number 3 okay i'm on number 4 now number 4 describe other skills you may need to use to help you practice radical acceptance of a situation so particularly in the workbook they're thinking what other dbt skills might there be might there be Uh, mindfulness or you know whatever number five describe how your life will be different when you have radically accepted this situation that's the most important question uh to pose to yourself so let's use a different example not losing our jobs how about um and i'll just use the pandemic as an example so Pandemic things had me suffering professionally and personally a few months ago. That spike in January um, and using the questions above. Um, working in a pandemic is what caused me suffering, stressed me out. Pandemic-wise, I couldn't realistically change anything. Besides, I could wear a mask around others, monitor my symptoms, and um, play my, do my part in uh, reducing COVID risk around me. I needed to radically accept that we are entering the third year of a pandemic, people are real stressed, cases were real high, and people react differently to situations when they're in crisis, especially a prolonged one, or including a prolonged one. In addition to radical acceptance, I may decide I also need to work on skills such as reducing cognitive distortion, such as mind reading, and that could help me cope. Even this all-or-nothing thinking, too. And number five, this is, again, the most important part. My life will be different once I've accepted reality because I will understand that I can only make decisions for me in the current moment. I only have so much control, but that control includes doing my work, shifting my thoughts and attitude, and problem solving. That's the money. So the answer to number five, and going back to what this tool is called, it's called the Boiled Down essential. The answer to number five is that boiled down essential. you got to stay with that. So next time that stressor comes up, skip down number five, your boiled down essential, and allow it to give you a way to imagine an improved reality. Uh, also, and unfortunately, I am not allowed to use an acronym for boiled down essential, so we will not be doing that at this time. Alright, tool number two for radical acceptance is choosing a mantra. So, similar to the boiled down essential, choosing a mantra coping statement can help you radically accept the situation. Some of the mantras I like include this is the way it is, I can't change the past, this doesn't define me, and I can only change my behaviors today. And finally, go forward. Now you go forward knowing what you're radically accepting. You're starting with the stressor. You're ending with the boiled down essential and or choosing your mantra of choice. And I just wanted to say that you're spectacular. So you're welcome. All right. Part two of this episode is all about everyday acceptance. So now that we got that heavy stuff out of the way, everyday acceptance is what we use for those annoyances so like the stuff you won't remember a week from now the stuff that's over in a relatively quick amount of time um however we know that that doesn't necessarily make these instances less painful some examples could be um waiting in a long line stepping in gum or someone cutting you off in traffic so my first tool because i think we can it's easier i don't know maybe it's easier to understand every acceptance um is to go for the facts. So, name the fact of the situation in its most objective terms. No adjectives are allowed unless it's like it's cold outside. There's no really, there's no stupid, there's there's no dumb, there's none of that. Um, name only what a camera would see and hear. There can be absolutely no interpretation, which can be really hard to do because we're des- our brains are designed to interpret things. Um, so you can't be storytelling. Sorry about that. Um, the objectivity should truly feel robotic and like inhuman, like just not normal, if you will. You seem normal. All right. So let's say you're super anxious about work and you really want to call in sick. So in objective terms, this is what you would, this is what you would say: I have a job, and I have to go to work. You know, within reason. I have work to do at my job. So if you listen again, nowhere in the sentences do I describe my feelings of bad, sad, stressed, or anxious about going into my job. I don't describe my job and I don't describe the job in general. I don't describe my job as hard. Don't describe it as confusing. And then I don't describe the work I have to do. I don't say it's easy, I don't say it's hard, I don't say it's dumb, I don't say it's pointless, I don't say it's meaningful, Um, none of that. I just say, I have a job, I have to go to work, and I have work to do at my job. Go for the facts. That's accepting. Second example, someone cut you off in traffic. In the most objective terms, You were driving on the highway in a red jeep. Put their car in front of yours quickly. You braked. You you each carried along. Isn't that a nice account of what happened? Notice how in my account, I didn't say someone cut you off in traffic because I feel like "cut you off" is still kind of uh, inflammatory language. Like I would say, you were driving and a jeep put their car in front of yours it's much more bland and without interpretation that's not so bad um you it's really when you think about it it's the interpretations of these behaviors that get us in the most triple so boil it down to the facts the essential the fact tool number two my favorite for everyday acceptance is called because you're in a sitcom. I think you're going to love it. So buckle up, sticking with the car metaphor. So a pretty fun and adventurous coping strategy is to, when you're in a less than ideal situation, pretend you're in a sitcom or rom-com or some form of fictionalized entertainment for the mass consumer. All of a sudden, your distress turns into a quirky plot point or such a small plot point that it only makes it in the montage rather than the actual scene i know i love this tool so much like we're thinking carrie bradshaw mindy lahiri leslie no um so let's try it out here's the situation you're anxious about going to work it's okay because you're in a sitcom and for that i'm specifically thinking jess and new girl okay for this one i'm, I'm thinking i'm Someone cuts you off in traffic. It's okay because you're in a sitcom. And I'm thinking Mindy Lahiri in The Mindy Project saying, hey, man, not cool. So I know. It's kind of a great tool. Um, And then another version of it is if you don't have, like, any fave characters like those two, you could consider being a badass assassin, a Robin Day – uh, modern-day Robin Hood, uh, you, you, but you still got to do those chores. You're a badass assassin, but you still got to do this stuff. So, like, you're on your way to go kill someone, but you are passing by the grocery store, remembered you need milk, so you stopped in, the line's super long, and it's frustrating, and nonsense ensued. We're talking this and this and this. And, this, and, the, and the time is... The, the problem is you're a badass assassin on the way to do a job. You have no extra energy to be given to this nonsense. Your eyes on the prize. Um, just remember, you're a badass assassin. You're anxious about going to work. It's okay. You're a badass assassin. Someone cuts you off in traffic. It's okay. You're a badass assassin. You step in gum. It's not great, but you're a badass assassin. All right, guys. Well, in summary... Radical acceptance and everyday acceptance are critical parts of managing our stress levels um, when both day-to-day and our lives get tough. Uh, In fact, and I hate to say it, some of us have to learn to radically accept that we have to radically accept stuff. I know, it's very meta. So I do ask you, where are you in your acceptance journey? Because I'm going to accept that you're thinking about it right now. Or you're going to be journaling about it later. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. And P.S., if we're not connected on Instagram, or you don't keep up with my site, or follow me on YouTube, all of those things are available to you for free. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next time. Bye.